series and we are looking at different words of Jesus that are reminding us that beyond the things that we say, beyond our proclamations of allegiance to Jesus or professions of love for him, that oftentimes are, are big statements like, Jesus, you have all of me. There's nothing I wouldn't do for you. Um, beyond our professions, oftentimes we, we hear Jesus' words, we read them, the red letter words that we get in the Gospels, and we're challenged by maybe how, how far away the practice of our faith looks from what Jesus is actually asking us to do. So pray with me, and we will dive in together. Father, I pray that you will, in your mercy, wake us up today. If, if we just need a little shot in the arm to really be attuned to what you're saying, what your word says. Father, we, we do want to be people that are transformed, like it's just from glory to glory that we are we're seeing you more clearly. We're obeying more faithfully, that we are loving you more passionately. So please, by your spirit, help us see you today and hear you. Praise in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, how many of you are stressed? Like deeply stressed. How many of you are so stressed that you're like, I would raise my arm, but I can't even feel it right now. <laughs> so I, I did competitive running, uh, long distance running for a lot of years and a high school, college. And every year, usually not one, but a couple people would get what was called stress fractures. Now, stress fractures happen after the same location on your leg or your foot gets just repetitive abuse over and over and over and again until it breaks, until something goes wrong and it fractures. Now, that, that's what can happen to your physical, or your bones, right? But, but I want you to think just how that can apply to stress in our life, how Many of us maybe feel like we've fractured or been broken because there was stress in one specific area over and over and over again. And maybe some of us feel today that, that we're in that spot again, that, that we're close to breaking because of stress, repeated stress in one specific area over and over and over again. Well, today's sermon is titled... The gospel, gospel for the stressed. Um, we see here in Matthew 11, Jesus' words, come to me, all you who are weary, all you who are burdened by life, and I will give you rest. So the big idea that I, I want to say over and over and over again and you to, to take with you is this. Knowing God more or better than you know your stress is the cure for stress. 
knowing God better than you know your stress. So how do we know God? How do we know God? Simply how we know God is by responding to his invitation and his revelation to come to him. So we're gonna look at um, these verses and the context of them. And I realize just talking about your stress might make some of you stressed. <laughs> just hearing the word. So, so bear with me and, and we'll get to something that I believe both will challenge us and comfort. So verse 25, Matthew eleven twenty-five. 25. At this time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to the little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. So at this time, Jesus prays to the Father, praises the Father. And what he's saying is he just got done with a handful of verses that was kind of chastising a couple big cities. He kept saying, woe to you, woe to you, woe to you because, he goes, I have come and you have experienced miracles. You've experienced my power in unique and amazing ways and you just didn't see it. And he goes, the reason why, the reason why you didn't see it, and he says here is because they, they thought themselves so wise and learned that they couldn't see, but, but those who see, and if you remember from last week, when Jesus says, let the little children come to me, the kingdom belongs to these, he goes, those who were able to see are the little children. Yes, Father, for this is what you were pleased to do. Now, if you want more elaboration on that part, go listen to last week's sermon, okay? 27 and 28, this is a, this is a really cool, here's 27. This is really amazing where, where Jesus shows you his priority. See, I think the wise and the learned had different priorities than Jesus had, so they weren't able to see what he was saying. Now, listen to Jesus' priority here in this first sentence in verse 20, 27. He says, all things have been committed to me by my Father. All things have been committed to Jesus. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So uh, what I want to show you really quick is just like, what Jesus means when he talks about primary knowledge or all things. So Jesus goes, all things have been committed to me. And I think our mind, when we think of Jesus having all power, all authority on heaven and earth, everything is he's sovereign over all things, I think our mind goes to different priorities. So, so sometimes in our mind, what we think of as stressors or priorities that like kind of our needs, what could fulfill those needs, is we think, man, just all things have been given to you. So maybe just give me a slice of that. Like just, just show me the lotto numbers that are coming out. You know, like that would be awesome. Like that would take a lot of stress off me. Or just give me that great idea. Or Jesus, you know all things. All things. Jesus, can you give us a cure for all cancer? Jesus, can you, can you tell us this or that? Like all things. And our minds just go in a million directions, right? The, the things that could solve what we think are the problems in the world today. And this is where Jesus' mind goes. When he goes, 
all things have been committed to me by my Father. And what is Jesus thinking of? Knowledge of the Father, knowing him and knowing the Son. Isn't that amazing, the difference in priority? I mean, think if you were like, hey, write a list of five things that you think are the most important thing. I don't, I don't know if we were just really honest if on our list would involve at all like knowing the Father intimately. Knowing the Son. That's what, I, man, that's what I want to know. All things, of everything, that's what I want. But Jesus goes, that's just where his mind's going. No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. This is priority for Jesus. And so then when we get into the popular verse, come to me all you who are weary and you who are burdened by life. The weariness and the burden that Jesus is speaking of here is what is caused by lack of knowledge of God. Not because I'm broke, not because I'm sick, not because I have broken relationships. You, you get what I'm saying here? So let's go on to verse 28. And, and we're gonna see what Jesus commands us, not just suggests, but literally commands us to do if we are going to experience the comfort that he gives. And he says this, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus is giving us three commands here, and there are just three commands that will ultimately if we do them, give us a rest for our souls. Those three commands are simply this. Come, come to me. Take, take my yoke. Learn, learn from me. Come, take, come learn, come take, learn. So now I think at this point you might be thinking, I feel like Daniel's oversold this. Can we really move beyond our stress? And the answer is maybe. And the answer is maybe because I think some of us don't want the answer Jesus gives because we don't feel stress. We don't feel the stress he's talking about. Okay, let me explain. When he says, come to me, it means come to me leaving where you're at now. Now you can't stay where you're at and come. You can't stay where you're at and go. Like you have to move from that place. But but for many of us, we want to remain where we're at in our way of thinking, prioritizing the things we are, and yet still experience the peace of Jesus. Okay? And so we're gonna invite him to where we're at. We're not gonna go, we're not gonna come to Jesus, we're gonna go, Jesus, you come to me, right? Come to me, Jesus, and then we're gonna solve these challenges. But, but again, I, I wanna point out, Jesus is not talking about just generic, like how are you feeling weak? How are you feeling stressed? Because the list for all of us could be pretty long, right? 
um, I'm feeling stressed because of this particular relationship. I'm feeling stressed because at work, I've been given too much responsibility. You know, and we can build out the list of the things that we want Jesus to come to us for. You get that? Like, Jesus, come to me and see what I'm carrying. You take that upon you. Jesus, you learn what's screwed up in me. And then, and, but we have it all, it, we just start by having it so backwards. Jesus is saying, come to me. And starting in the place where Jesus has us, leaving from where we are, we begin getting to where he's at, getting his perspective. And, and his perspective is one not simply of, of solving smaller problems, even though these smaller problems could seem seismic in our estimation. Jesus is inviting us into intimate communion with himself. That's the first step towards a stress-free life is, is coming to where God is at to experience intimate communion with himself. And, and it goes beyond just God giving us certain facts that will get us out of the situation we're in. The lotto number, right? <laughs> the cure for cancer, whatever that is. All those things that were like, just give me that. And I want to explain to you kind of how this works. How oftentimes we're like, God, just give me these, fill in the blank. Give me what I need and then I'll, is I want to take you into a pre-marriage counseling session. Don't worry, those who have done or are doing pre-marriage counseling with me, I'm not talking about you. So <laughs> I want you to think about, about a couple. You know, they've, they've come, we're talking about getting married, and they want to know, hey, uh, they want to know how to start their marriage well. And so me dr- drilling into their relationship, I'll say, uh, hey, what what do you know about one another? Like, what gives you confidence in each other? Like, what, what is it about the other person? And, and they, and their response is, well, she has brown hair. Or, or, well, he's left-handed, and I just always thought, look, you know, left hand, being left-handed would be awesome. You know, or she's allergic to everything. Whatever that is, there's a lot of facts we can share, but it's very different than the knowledge that comes from intimate communion, right? Like coming to someone and being like, I know they're faithful. I know when it comes, if I'm angry, they still will respond graciously to me, right? We've been in situations where I was a jerk and they loved me still, Right? I love what they love, I love their sense of humor. All those things that they, these aren't like brown hair, left-handed, allergic to everything, whatever that is, right? What Jesus is saying when he's saying, come to me, is he goes, come to intimate knowledge, get to know me. The father will reveal the son, the son will reveal the father, and this is what you're invited into when you leave what you've had and you're coming to me. Now, what we come with Get this, this is important. What we come with is our weariness. We come with our weariness. Just coming doesn't relieve our burden. So, so if right now you're like, I don't feel like I have the answer yet. So we come with our weariness. We come with our burden. I think the greatest example of this is if you've read the book Pilgrim's Progress. And it's this, uh, it's a story of a man named Christian who he leaves the city of destruction and he, he heads towards the narrow gate and he gets through and he's still carrying this tremendous burden. So he's already, he's on his way, he's going, he's coming, right? But, but still carries this mighty burden. So we come to Jesus carrying our burden. 
And then Jesus says, now take my yoke. It's the second command, take my yoke, which means you've got to give up your yoke. You've got to give up your burden to take what Jesus is offering you. Now, this seems very simple, but there's a big difference between you coming to Jesus and then saying, okay, Jesus, these are the things I'm carrying. Will you carry them with me? Versus us coming to Jesus, laying aside the burden we have and taking his. We can't come with all our stressors, all our stressors, and okay, Jesus, I'm going to, I'm going to, if I literally, I know I could do this. If I was like, hey, name your three top stressors in life, that would be easy for you, right? That would be so, you just write down to me like, is it, can I, can I do, is it, like, can I add two? Is it okay if I do 10? Like, what's the limit here? You know, and we just, we'd list them out. And, and these are things that when we pray, oftentimes we pray and these just come out of us, right? We just can't help but venting our stress. Jesus, take these things, take my burdens, take my burdens. And Jesus goes, no, I want you to take my yoke. Because oftentimes we find ourselves in this very, very scary place where we've come to Jesus, but we look at our burden and Jesus isn't taking it. Why? Because Jesus is giving us his yoke. He's he's not taking ours. What, What does this mean for us? Well, this means that we have been way more interested in knowing our stress than in knowing the Father. And and that's simply what he's saying here. We are way more interested in figuring out what is stressing us than figuring out the heart of God, than getting to know him, than taking his knowledge on us. We're living by our old way of thinking and going, but God, I just need you to help me with my old way of thinking. I need you to make my way of thinking work. (laughs) It doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? make my brokenness work. And Jesus goes, no, that's that's not what I'm going to do. I want you to to lay aside your old way of thinking so you can take on my way of thinking. So here's the important question when we are taking from Jesus and learning to carry with Jesus is this, here's the important question. When you look at the yoke you're carrying, is Jesus is that Jesus's? You look down the yoke and you're like, man, Jesus is carrying this with me. Or are we just still carrying our stress and going, Jesus, can't you take this? Can't you take this? Because remember, what's primary for him is knowledge of the Father, knowledge of the Son. And I think this is, this is really hard. Um, and, and apart from him showing us, I don't think this is possible. Um, let me give you some examples that are just really tangible. I, uh, as you know, my father has cancer. Molly shared her father has cancer. There's, there's some people battling with sickness. Now, knowing cancer, knowing it as well as you can doesn't take away the stress. That yoke doesn't take away the stress, right? That situation at work, if someone's being a jerk, knowing that they're maybe a worse jerk than they really are, than you even thought they were, that doesn't take away your stress. And yet, 
I think many of us know our stress way more than we know the Father. And I, and I think we want more knowledge of our stress and we lay awake at night. We lay awake at night trying to figure out our stress. You know what I mean? Are you with me? And we lean in. We lean into that and we're like, Jesus, if you would just carry my stress with me, carry my stress with me. And Jesus is going, I want to show you the Father. And so the weariness is talking about the weariness is we should be weary to seek, I'm seeking your face. That's the weariness Jesus is wanting to relieve. I'm seeking your face. I want to know your heart. Teach me your heart because I love these other things. Maybe I love my stress. I don't know. God, I love these other things. And God is going, man, the, the weariness and the burden I'm wanting to take is I want to take your ignorance of the heart of God. I want to, I want to take away from you that seeking for intimate communion with it, that's, the, that's what Jesus wants to take to give you a knowledge of the Father. And the Father will give you knowledge of the Son. And that you will, and this is the last command, you will learn from him. Learn from me because I am gentle and I am humble. Take my yoke upon you and you'll find rest for your soul. Guys, that, that's what we want. So we learn from him when we practice that humble acceptance which we talked about last week. Now the proud and the forceful will never enter rest. And yet that's often what we seek. If I, am, if I can do it myself, if I, if I am strong enough, if I'm powerful enough, these are the ways we've tried to carry our burden and these are the ways we've tried to protect ourselves. Pride in being able to do it. Pride in, oh man, pride in figuring it out. It is those who learn the way of Jesus and carry his yoke that find rest. And that way is a way of gentleness and that way is the way of humility. We are learning of the Father and the Son and we're learning their heart and their way. John 17, three says, this is eternal life. This is eternal life that you may know that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. This, this is eternal life, knowing the Father and knowing the Son. So is this the way that, you're, that you are carrying the burden? Are you seeking the heart of the Father? Are you seeking the heart of that stress? I think if we, if we this week, each individually, learn to pray, Father, show me your heart. If we lay awake at night and we're stressed and we're saying, Father, show me your heart, Father, show me your heart, a very different result than if we are constantly just rummaging over and over trying to figure out that stress. Now, I also want to, as we talk about application, um, I think as I thought about the church, I know we get really convicted by these things and a lot of times we just always see ways to learn. I also want to, to speak to you who, I think some people are seeking the heart of the Father. And in a lot of ways, um, you're like learning to just want him more than you want anything else. Um, there comes a time in our lives, especially as we're growing in, in the faith, where 
where our growth will be stymied, will even stop if we aren't going the next step, sharing the heart of Jesus to be the ones who invite the outsider in. So I think, I think some of us, we just don't know what to do at this point. We've like followed Jesus for a long time. And yet Jesus is now saying, go, I seek and save the lost, go seek and save the lost. Um, I've invited those who are weary and burdened. Now you go invite those who are weary and burdened. And I see this sometimes in, in our church even, we have like amazing, amazing people that are coming, but I still sometimes get really, um, with, man, with, there's such deep spiritual understanding and people know the Father and they love the Father. Um, and yet sometimes I think people can come in who don't know the Father and we don't notice them. I think, I think there's times, or just people who feel lonely, right, come in and we don't notice them. And, and guys, we have been loved so we can love. We've been invited to come so, so we can tell others, don't come to me, come with me, right? Come with me to the Father. Come to my house, let's share a meal, let's, you know? And is that, is that our heart? Or are we just constantly try to, I think oftentimes we can revert back to just trying to know ourselves because we aren't sharing well. Sharing, man, man, Father, I know you and your heart is for the lost. Your heart is to seek and save the lost. Your heart was so much in that direction that you sent your only son in the world to love the world. And so my challenge for us is if, if we have come to him and we're experiencing his love, will you say to others, Come with me to Jesus. Because for, for really since the beginning of the Refuge Church, we had this little house church. The Refuge Church was known as a place for everybody to come to. Everybody. No matter where you were coming from, no matter what you were struggling with, this was a place you could come. Man, if you were homeless, if you, needed, like if you were just busted up and broken, you can come here. And, and you could guarantee someone's going to reach out and be like, hey, let's, let's do life together. Uh, and, and it's challenging as we get bigger, you know, and, and then we have like, this is just when we see our friends on Sunday mornings, you know what I mean? And guys, I just want to challenge you, like, what does it look like to, to continue sharing that heart of God for one another, but then for people who are coming in to say, come with me, come with me to see Jesus. In Isaiah 58, there's this amazing passage, it talks about fasting, but what, what is said in there is, it says, this is the fasting I've intended. And he goes, you know, it's not just upholding the law. He goes, everyone tries doing that because it's, it's actually, it's clothing those who are naked. It's those who are, are experiencing injustice to release their chains. He goes, and if you do this, then your light will break forth like the dawn. And how many of us are like, man, I know Je- I've come to Jesus. I want to know the Father. Yeah, I just feel like my light isn't breaking forth. Because maybe even in that we're coming, but we're still so interested in self. We're still so interested in me, right? That we can't go, now, man, Jesus, I've come to you now. I'm gonna look at others. I'm gonna come with me. Come with me to Jesus. <laughs> Do you want your light for, to break forth like dawn? Then, then clothe those who are naked, right? Then, then reach out to those who are lonely. Those who are experiencing injustice, do everything you can for them to have justice, for those who don't know the name of Jesus, go out of your way to love them in the name of Jesus and speak truth to them in love. 
then your life will break forth like the dumb. So what is the gospel for this stressed out? It is a God-centered gospel of saying, hey, what you bring to Jesus, whatever it is, surrender that. And so your heart's prayer can be, Father, show me yourself. Show me yourself, show me yourself. And if, if we do that, I do believe that the yoke we find will be easy and will be light and we will find rest and find rest for our souls. Pray with me. Father, I really feel like this is a moment maybe for some of us where we don't know what to pray because when we start praying our stress just comes out of us. It just comes out. God, oh, these work, I just don't want to show up to work or I just this person in my life, I just can't figure it out. And we just pray about that. God, I pray you'll show us how to pray for your heart to know you We will seek you with all of our hearts. We will find you. And this world and this life that we have, not knowing how long it will be, how short or long it will be, we know that eternal life, the life that does not end, is knowing you. And the Father, Jesus Christ, you've sent Show us your way. Show us how to make our number one priority. And to share that then with others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.